What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Ned Simone. You are tuning in to What's the Word, where we implement one mic, one voice. Hey y'all, I'm Tyler. I am a senior at North Carolina a and I'm from Ypsilanti, Michigan, and I am the co-founder of Supreme Eats. What's up guys? I'm Byron Haley from Monroe, North Carolina. I am a senior construction management student, and I am the other co-founder of Supreme Eats. Well, you heard that. They are co-founders of Supreme Eats. So before we always get into our topic... We get into announcements of the week. So we only have one announcement due to my crazy week. So I just want to shout out Rihanna for being that bitch. Anyway, Riri. Riri. So Rihanna business, Savage Fenty, is a billion dollar business. How do y'all feel about that? Have you, like, Tyler, have you worn any Savage Fancy? I feel like it's a great day to to be Black in Black History Month. I have everything Fenty from her underwear to her makeup to her shoes. Everything Fenty, literally. Gotcha. So, Byron, what's up with the Fenty? You gonna buy a Fenty for your little boo? Um, <laughs> first, I gotta get one. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, but uh, yeah, that definitely could be a move. You know what I'm saying? That's that's lit. So um, yeah, it's definitely a go. Yeah, Rihanna's still my girl, despite her and crew. Still love, a go. still love Rihanna. Tied in between the two. Okay, so this <laughs> topic is solely on the co-founders of Supreme Eats. So I want to give y'all a little insight on you know how they got started with their business, how's it going, and how they prepared their meals. So, first, tell us about yourself. I know you kind of gave us, um, you know, a brief description of yourselves, like, you know, where you're from, but Mm -hmm. just tell us something else about yourself, something else you want the world to know. Um, So, specifically pertaining to the business, the year that um, Byron and I did start the production of our company um, was the start of COVID. So, we had, like, just got back from spring break, and then, boom, school was gone. So, we are like, okay, well, we like this hobby. We cook very often. Like, let's find a way to flip this, make money, and help people on the way. So, I did mention earlier, I'm a biology student, and actually, my internship was on food insecurity and um, in higher population uh, cities. So I felt like it would be important for us to create a business that um, sort of like 
sort of knocks that statistic down, right? So Greensboro is a food desert. Um, and we do have food swamps in Greensboro, which are known as um, like kind of like fast food strips. So around A&T, there's Summit, uh, there's Benbo, and all of them have loads and loads and loads of fast food, but none of them have home-cooked meals that you can get. Uh, there aren't many grocery stores around here. So that is what a food desert is for a lot of people that don't know. Um, so we wanted to be able to provide the triad area as particularly Greensboro, um, North Carolina A&T students with um, healthy food and food that was home cooked. So both of us have always had a passion to cook, but I felt like it was kind of our job to, to provide people with the blessing and the opportunity that we had to actually produce our business. The same way, um, you know, especially coming being like, you know, you know, being a freshman, um, we had as much money like that, especially, um, yeah. dinner was <laughs> water. If you had Doritos, it, it would have been sleep. Right. sleep. So, um, that's what I thought about. That's what we both thought about. Like, man, we should definitely, you know, create something that, um, can help out a lot more people that, you know, that, that might not have what we have right now. So, um, definitely like affordable meals and stuff like that. That was, that was really like our go-to. And then plus like who, who don't want home cooked meals? You know what I'm saying? So exactly. that was our main goal. Affordable home cooked meals at that. Yeah. yeah. You know, we didn't, I mean, we do have a lot to choose from out here, but I feel like it's still a difference between when you're cooking it at home and in a restaurant. So mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's our difference. And we want to make that change. So I know that you um, that you all mentioned that y'all started um, during the COVID, you know, when COVID first hit. Was it anything other than, you know, you just having that drive that inspired you to create Supreme Eats? Was it somebody that inspired you or was it always something that you wanted to do? Like, OK, I know I can throw down. I'm just going to share meals with people on campus or. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I was cooking here and there anyway, because um, I know freshman year, like the freshman year. So my cousin, she used to stay here, and um, I used to actually buy groceries and go to go cook, like to go cook at her house because I was tired of eating at the cab. So I'd be making all types of meals then, and then after that, you know, it chilled out a little bit. Then um, I started cooking again, and then that summer, me and Tyler was together. We were cooking mm -hmm. pretty every day, and um, that inspired us. Like, man. And people was eating our food, too. So we was like, come on, mm -hmm. bro. So if we getting all of these, you know, compliments, might as well share more. And they said, exactly. you'll definitely make some bread off of this food. So we was like, bread, compliment, yeah. business. <laughs> exactly. What we uh, thought to do. And just to add to that too, Nia, um, I feel like my curiosity sort of like boosted my hobby for cooking because I didn't really like have like a fond understanding of cooking until that summer. Mm -hmm. Um, so the summer before we started our business, um, 
was the first phase of my internship. But after that internship, um, I came back to Greensboro. And that year, um, Byron and I had both crossed. So like we were spending a lot of time with our brothers and sisters. Um, and it was summertime. So like, what do you do when you're not working or when you don't have your internship? Like you're literally spending time doing whatever you love to do. So like we literally were getting together every night and Byron and another one of our friends essentially were teaching me how to cook and like how I can cook and add to it based on what I see and what I find. Um, and I just think like picking up from that, that really like started um, familiarizing us with food as well as how to prepare and how to become a good chef, like a good, a good caterer. Mm-hmm. So just to piggyback off of you, I know that you mentioned um, like kind of you were learning, um, I guess, different techniques or different things you can add to, you know, your cooking style that you already know. OK, so I know when I cook, it's like I'm just putting seasoned salt and put some soul food salt on there, mm-hmm. a little pepper. Like, were you did you learn to like limit that or did it increase? <laughs> Because <laughs> I know I just be sprinkling garlic, pepper, onion, pepper. Let me just put yeah. Um. So Byron knows, like, both of us, we don't measure. Like, just mm-hmm. quite frankly, like we do, we don't measure. Um we might use it as like a reference based on like how many people we're cooking for. But when it comes to like seasoning in particular, we don't measure. We don't typically put a lot of salt in our meals. Um just because like the meat or um, whatever mixed seasonings we have will have salt and provide that already. So we don't really use very much of that. We might refer to the measurement of that and use that very specifically, but outside of that, no, we don't. (laughs) We just like to do whatever we feel we should do and then stop. Exactly. Okay, so speaking of spices and salt and, you know, all that good stuff, what is one spice that you use in every meal that you prepare with some friend eats pepper i pepper. feel like it's pepper pepper i don't you know something we don't really use is salt yeah like we really are not salty folks <laughs> what about we don't in, use yeah, in spinach like raw spinach you know like sauteing spinach and you put salt in in that or no <sighs> No. Oh, maybe I'm doing it wrong. I don't so, know. Another thing I think Byron and I can both agree on, like when you really cook and you acquire like a palate and a taste, you don't always want things to taste the way that they would in like every meal. So like sautéing spinach, I feel like I would appreciate the natural flavor that spinach has. And I think that that Byron would think the sauteing spinach and you're having it with a meal um, like meat or you're having it with potatoes, whether they're mashed or diced or whatever, like that's going to complement it already. So again, like I don't feel like it's necessary to use salt. I feel like, yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel the same way. Um, so basically, like you said, if you're using it with something, we're just sauteing spinach. We don't add nothing to exactly. it. Exactly. It's just not necessary. Some oil, olive oil, maybe. But uh, other than that, I'm not adding nothing to it. Now, if you're eating it alone, I mean, of, of course, you can add a little, you know, sprinkle of salt or whatever uh, or pepper. Try to stay away from the salt, though. Like, use, use 
um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, use substitutes for that. Exactly. Um, yeah, because there's salt in other substitutes. Not as much as you want, but it's healthier. So um, that's what we try right. to uh, shoot for. Mm-hmm. And I would also say, too, um, another seasoning that we use quite frequent, frequently, um, whether we're preparing plates for ourselves or making food for um, for others, um, is the 21 seasoning salt at Trader Joe's. That can... Can we use profanity on this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I do. Before I <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you can put that shit on everything. Like, that <laughs> shit is good on everything. Like, Man. real hot. It is good on meat. It is good on potatoes. It's good in stock. If you're making soup, like, it's literally good for everything. It will amplify whatever flavor or taste you have. I'm about to yeah. check it out. And it's I'm a Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. It's at Trader Joe's. It's only about three, four dollars. Yeah, but I was about to say, um, never mind. I will spoil it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know too. Yeah, more to come. More to come. I just to I come. don't want to just you know just throw it out there. You know. Yeah, so exactly. We're not about to do that. Um, yeah. yeah. So speaking of Trader Joe's, so recently this morning I um, looked at this video of. <laughs> it was a video of this man basically <laughs> just laying it all out on the table about Whole food, you know, selling um, genetic modified foods and mm-hmm, GMOs. Yeah, just basically creating this image like, oh, so organic. We don't have like, you know, GMO food. So how do y'all feel about that? Have y'all shot that Whole food? I can tell you this. When I'm looking for fresh stuff, I go to Whole Foods. Say if I'm cooking greens, or we're cooking greens, or we're selling them, or also like salmon, fresh meat, I'll go there. If I'm like cooking vegan, I'm going to Whole Foods. Um, you know, they don't want I to think take- to answer your question, like we're both <laughs> very much like health store stands. So whether it's like Trader Joe's, whether it's Whole Foods, Sprouts, like essentially we get really everything there. Um, I don't disagree with trade or excuse me, whole foods selling GMO products as long as they're not like overly synthetic. So just because, so I'm also bio student. So just because things are um, GMOs doesn't make them like unhealthy for you. Um, Are they technically natural? No. But um, not every GMO has the same effect on you. So when you go to Trader Joe's, they'll tell you um, a lot of their organic um, products, excuse me, are missing hormones. And these hormones um, are the genetically modified organisms that can contribute to cancer and diabetes and a lot of these other health deficiencies that we notice when we eat uh, like a particular amount of foods with a lot of salt, with a lot of hormones, blase, blase, whatever it is. Um, But yeah, so I don't necessarily like think that's bad unless there's something on the nutrition label or hormone that I refuse to put in my body. I would still shop there for those things. I just wanted to clear that up because I never shopped at Whole Foods. Yeah. I, I have shopped yeah. at um, Sprouts. I do like Sprouts. You know, when yeah, I, Sprouts is great. I've heard of that place. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you, um how did y'all create the name Supreme Eats? Like, where did that come from? 
Well, it took a long time. Uh, <laughs> it did. <laughs> it took my yeah. Mind. Yeah, because we was we was both, you know, it was during the summertime and we was working. It took us a couple of days, like, come on, bro. Like we was sitting here writing down names. Supreme Eats, Supreme Express, Supreme So mm-hmm. we was just like thinking about this. Yeah, and at this point too, Byron, remember you were in DC. So like we were having calls, like he had odd hours. So like it would be sometimes in the morning, sometimes in the afternoons, like it would be changing and be like, you got an idea? Like you got an idea? And we both like, nah, like how we feel about this? Like, so we went back to the drawing board multiple times. And we wanted something that went well with the logo. We was right. Like, what what would like, you know, pop in a way. So Yeah, because we-, we envisioned that before the name, right? Yeah. 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 It's a dope logo, by the way. Don't love Thank you. Thank hey, you. Hey, shout him out. My Supreme Eat. Shout out Keith. Um, designs by Keith on Instagram. He's the goat. Hit him hey, up. He's doing it up, baby. He did he yes. have t-shirts and stuff. Yes. Okay, Keith. In his bag. <laughs> so what is your mission for Supreme Eat? Like, what is your overall goal for? Well, as stated. Or, um, our really like our overall like goal for this business is to provide um, affordable eating to college students for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said earlier, you know, a lot of kids, especially staying on campus, a lot of them don't work, and um, it get it get hard because you know we've all been freshmen before, so mm-hmm. there's like multiple times like we didn't have money and like. Many times. <laughs> many times when you have money. So we're trying to just, you know, set the tone like, mm-hmm. okay, we understand that you guys, it may be some people that not that like might not even be from this area and they want something like home cooked, you know what I'm saying? For a, a cheap price, that's our goal. We wanted to make sure that they could get a home away from home for real. Mm-hmm. So um that was our goal. Or our main goal. So speaking of prices, what are your prices? Do you mind telling the world your prices? Uh, that varies. So like for catering meals, um, depending on the party, we've done catering meals for as high as $350. Um, but our typical plates are between like $12 and $15. Mm-hmm. Depending on. Mm-hmm. But that also can vary on market price, like specifically with seafood and meats like that that varies and with supply chain and covid right now that's it like everything with food is really sort of up in the air and it's really unpredictable yeah because we have to think about where these foods are actually being imported from and they can be harder to access in certain areas and regions like where we are versus where they are so what is one dish that is your favorite to cook well, for me, I'm gonna tell you what she put me on to anyway. So, <laughs> um, mine is Alfredo for real. Mm, um, first, as corny would, as it sounds, we love that. Yeah, I would. I'm not gonna cuss on here because I just don't want to. But um, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not one of them niggas that. Like, That's get, a swear word. Talk about I <laughs> no, but I'm being serious. Like, I don't want to, you know, go too far, but that's, that's, yeah, that's I know what you mean. Where I'm yeah. going. So, uh, I'm not one of them niggas, or never was one of the niggas to like buy 
Alfredo sauce out the, out, the, out the store. Ding, um, ding, ding. So she taught me how to make Alfredo sauce. And from there, that's all she wrote. Like, that's <laughs> like it's easy. Yeah. It's quick. And it tastes a lot better. Like, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite for real. So you said that you that Tyler taught you how to make Alfredo. So what is one thing that Byron taught you, Tyler, that you can remember? Byron, what was the very first thing that you and Keith made? We made we made turkey like veggie burgers. Mm. That was the first thing that they taught me how to make. Yeah, we actually put uh, peppers and onions and all that type of stuff in there. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was our first thing that we, uh, one of our first meals that we cooked together. So do y'all do a, like a, a lot of frying, sauteing, air frying, baking, grilling? If anything, um, go ahead, go ahead. We, I personally don't really bake that much. Byron, Byron will bake. I don't really bake. Um, but honestly, I would say there's a good variety of all of those things. Um, we haven't really had the opportunity to grill through Supreme Eats officially. I can't wait. Um, but right. But, you know, as the spring approaches and, you know, like hopefully Aggie Fest, if anything is to happen, like we're trying to have more themes and more content come out this spring. Um, so hopefully, yeah, hopefully you guys will you know be able to see that stuff and see the new things we have to offer. So now something we it, something we really don't do that much unless it's like we don't even really do like fried chicken like that, but we don't really We really fry, don't do much of it. We don't fry too much. If anything, yeah. the food that we making is either baked or sauteed on the on the stove. That's pretty mm-hmm. much it. Don't do too much frying. So like outside of cooking, supreme eats. What is your favorite food or something that you just like a go-to? Like, if I'm craving it, I got to go get your favorite food. Well, for me, uh, (laughs) I like sweets, man. That's my, that's my weakness. Like, yeah, it's terrible. You do love sweets. It's kind of bad, honestly. Uh, But I feel like you control it for the most part now. Now. Yeah, you do control it more now. Now, because at one point, it's like the way I grew up, every time we ate, we had something sweet to, to follow after it. Yeah, so, to like counteract it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my like, I would say, I don't want to call it no addiction, but hey, it's like pretty mm-hmm. much everybody had to have something sweet, whether it was ice cream, cookies, brownies. I don't like chocolate too much. I do like brownies, but I don't like chocolate. I don't, I don't like chocolate ice cream. But I, yeah, anything that has some sugar in it. I'm eating it. Got you. Mm. Mm, I would actually say, like, I don't even know if Byron knows this, but, like, I am an excessive, like, closet grilled cheese eater. Mm. I love grilled cheese sandwiches. Like, I could eat that all day for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks until I literally get tired of it. And I'll just make different variations of that. So, like, I might even incorporate, like, seafood and like Cajun sauce in it and outside of it. Um, it might just be plain cheese. I might add like bacon or like shredded chicken or like shredded lunch meat, whatever I have. But I love grilled cheese as like a staple. Hmm. See for me. And it's quick and easy. Yeah, yeah, it is. I would say for me, my favorite food would probably be 
pasta. Anything with pasta, anything with bread, um, maybe like a sub, Alfredo, spaghetti. <laughs> Those are my go-to. I love pasta yeah. and bread. I just love pasta and bread. So tell me, oh, what's your favorite? Uh, who got the best roast? Yeah. I'm looking for one place. Oh, this is hard. Okay. Mm, neck and neck right now, I would say Texas Roadhouse and Logan. There you go. That's what I was looking for. Texas Roadhouse and Logan. And the only reason why I would say Texas Roadhouse, Texas Roadhouse. is because of the cinnamon butter. I love <laughs> But I love Logan's because it's just like it's more of like a yeast roll, you know. Like I feel like Texas Roadhouse is like a dinner roll in a sense. But I like them both though. I like Hawaiian you rolls. Ever, I like them. <laughs> you ever been? You ever heard of a place called Fats? Yeah. Oh my God! Yes, Fats. Fats closed they down. Bread is, they bread is od. Mm-hmm. It was od. Closed down, but. That's that's different. Yeah, that's yeah. I miss that. I like. Mm, do y'all like Olive Garden bread? Do y'all like Olive Garden? Because a lot of people don't. It's like okay. It. I do like Olive Garden's okay. They like, bread. I eat it. I won't touch their bread. Yeah, their bread is okay. What? Y'all don't like their bread? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> y'all like shit. I can make some better bread. I ain't mad. <laughs> so if y'all, I ain't never. Go ahead, Byron. That we ain't never tried to make bread before. Have you, Tyler? I don't know. Mm-mm. We've like made our own like stuffed rolls and stuff like that, but not with our own dough. We've never like made our own dough. Got you. So if y'all had the opportunity to own your own restaurant one day, where would it be located and why? I would would say Atlanta. I feel like, um, so I think the restaurant industry is super hard, but I do think that it's worth it. I don't think that I'm like ready for that right now. There's a lot to learn with restaurants and like over 60% of restaurants fail within their first year of business. So it's a very hard and competitive industry because you have to be like this great restaurant that like no one knows about if you're not a chain to, to be able to survive. Um, But I would say Atlanta because I feel like that is a huge food city. It's a huge, like predominantly black hustle city. Like we would we would thrive there. We would do very well there uh, as a business. I'd have to agree. Yeah. Atlanta is different for for black food in particular. So what can we expect from Supreme Eats after you all graduate? Do you all plan to stay around the Greensboro Triad area or do you plan on moving and, you know, expanding Supreme Eats? What can we expect? Uh, So I actually am moving. Um, So I will actually be relocating to Atlanta. Um, I am unsure about um, our position in business because I will have a full-time job when I move. So I don't know how much time I will have to commit to, um, to the business. Um, we've talked about having different locations, but because I'm in consulting, 
my position is kind of unpredictable based on my project. So I can't really say that I'll have a designated amount of time to dedicate to my own side business. Um, for me, I'll be here for another semester. Um, so I don't graduate until December. So um, I will say that we'll be going strong until December. Um, I do not know where I'll end up. So um, my, my goal is to continue to do it. It's just the fact that I don't know where I'll be, but we'll definitely have, it'll, it'll definitely be somewhere. Just know that. Okay, y'all. Sounds good. And we have one last question before we go into the second segment of this show. So, if there is one celebrity, if y'all had your own individual celebrities, y'all could pick. Who would you cook for? And what would you cook for them? Byron, like, do you have one? I don't. I do. Not as well. Oh my God. <laughs> I, uh, I would cook for the Obamas. Mm. Mm. Uh, but uh, <laughs> nah, I, <laughs> I say that to say, man, like, there's some powerful people, and um, I thought about celebrities. I'm not really big on that anymore, you know. As I'm getting older, I'm actually like paying more attention to people that actually make a change. So, I definitely love to cook for the Obamas. Um, I know Michelle; she's really big on like healthy food. So I can't tell you. It. Yes. Like, I, I, I'm going to tell you this a little. It's a fun fact. So I actually got mad at Michelle Obama years ago because back in elementary school, we had these cookies with ice mm-hmm. on them. And she took them away. I remember I, that, Byron. <laughs> I will never forget that. Those cookies were bomb. And she took them. I was so mad, bro. I was so mad at her for doing that. But, uh, that's 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 a thought, but I definitely love to cook for them. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. That would be like super awesome. Oh yeah, definitely. That'd be super awesome. But we can also make vegan food. We can make other foods that are healthy with substitutes. So it ain't no problem, Michelle. Ain't yeah. no problem. I think one celebrity I would cook for would probably be Taraji P Henson or Ari Lennox because they're my favorite. I probably cook. <laughs> Oh. Grilled chicken with some pasta on the side, some spinach. Keeping it <laughs> simple. We don't do nothing too out of the ordinary. Simple. Okay, <laughs> so we are going into our second segment of the show, which is which is called "What's the Four One One." So we have a quote: Every single day, do something that makes your heart sing. What does that quote mean to you all? Um. Well, <laughs> I I feel like to me that that quote means to me that you only have one life to live um yeah if you're passionate about something don't look for the okay from somebody else um if you like i said if you're passionate about something do it um exactly the ability to think and be creative and do different things and you know have different talents why not use those things and share it with the world you only got one life to live Live it to the fullest. You're living a life. I mean, man, so many opportunities out here. Use them. I completely agree. I think like that quote entirely is about filling your time with things that you love and you enjoy. There's not time uh, or room for things that dissatisfy you. Um, 
and when your heart sings, your heart is open, it's proud, um, it's encouraged. So I think that whatever it is that you think is your passion or your purpose to follow your heart. And then with that being said, it will sing. I agree. There's always hear from it's always great to hear people's opinions and stuff and people that care about you and you know they want the best for you but at the same time you live your own life um and whatever makes you happy why not be happy so right there it is and I just want to add to that, it's okay if you do not know your passion right now because most of my listeners are college students. And it's okay to not know your passion. You know, try different things. Like, hey, if you want to ride bikes and see how far you get with that, just do that until you get tired of it. And then that you may see that's your passion or doing hair or doing nails. So it's okay to not right. right now. It's okay. It's okay. Right. So I just want to thank my two lovely guests for coming on What's the Word podcast this Friday. Oh my gosh, thank y'all so much. One day when I will be big, y'all will be back on the podcast. <laughs> thank you for having us. Thank you yes. so much. Um, do y'all want to leave any last words to the listeners or? Well, I will say this um, for all three of us. Remember these faces. Um, we're definitely going to be, <laughs> we're definitely going to be, you know, favored. So remember these faces, you know, from those gems that we just dropped. For anybody out there that that's like really on edge and stuff like that, like people, I don't know. I don't know how to just like word it, man. Like do what makes you happy, bro. Like straight up, like. Life is short. People leave here. Like, do what makes you happy. Be happy. If you're not happy, change something. You know, hey, we're here. We're here with it. But like I said, remember these faces, man, because we're going to be big. Yeah. And follow us on our Instagram, too, at The Supreme Eats. Make sure y'all go follow and support. <laughs> Well, that concludes this week's Flavor Friday. Make sure you tune in next week for another episode.